good afternoon and welcome to Your DIY Health here on the People's Patriot Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Monday, April 12th, 2021, and this program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. And I don't treat diseases, I don't even treat people. I simply advise people how to give their bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health, and when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing it's missing is the raw materials. When you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. They can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do it yourself. Health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there. If you have any questions about anything, just hit the contact me button. It gives you the, uh, the option of calling and leaving a message or uh, sending an email. Either way, we'll get back with you as quick as we can, usually within a few hours, and we'll do everything we can to get your questions answered and get you on the right track. Now, let's see here. While you're on the site, make sure that you hit the radio shows tab. And at the top of the page, you'll see the link to our archive page set up through castbox.fm. And I'm sure by now we've got over 500 shows there. They are all uh, uh, have descriptions on them to say what, uh, what we talked about and that kind of thing. And you're, they're all shareable via email or social media, which we encourage you to do so other people can find out about the show. And just have fun with it. And uh, while you're there, uh, scroll down a little further. You'll see the, link, the information about the shows we do, when they're on, and how you listen. And at the bottom of the page, you'll see the link to our Facebook page set up for the show, as well as the chat room. Now, <laughs> the Facebook page, there's not going to be a whole lot of activity there, because I'm in Facebook jail again for another month. Um, I'm a recidivist, repeat offender, uh, Facebook felon. I keep posting the truth, and they keep banning me for it. So anyway, uh, there's other stuff that hasn't been censored so far, uh, wonderfully. <laughs> so you're well you're able to, to see what's there that's been pre-posted, but I won't be able to put anything new up until probably uh, May. That's <laughs> my guess. So anyway, have fun with it, and uh, we will do the best we can with what we got when we can and all that good stuff. So... Uh, just keep in mind the to topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent, ooh, what's going on here? Uh, don't necessarily represent the opinions of the People's Patriot Network, its owners or sponsors. And uh, nothing we say here should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only. So that as a uh, responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping off point to do your own research and due diligence. Make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. And uh, just have fun with it, like I said. And uh, we're, that's all the, you know, whatever you want to call it, housekeeping stuff. Got this, uh, what do you call it, chat room where I can see it. And, you know, got the same crazy stuff going on in this you know, the whole world right now, 
I see uh, the the folks in uh, Canada are really starting to get riled up. Um, there was a, a church up there that got uh, uh, taken over, or basically the RCMP and local police came in and put up fencing around this place. And on Sunday, the church members came and tore the fencing down because they still wanted to have their services. They were originally uh, shut down for violating the so-called COVID restrictions, and uh, they're not taking it well. And it's turned into a real us-against-them kind of a thing. And uh, keep that church in your prayers. Um, Last I saw, there was a couple of hundred heavily armed SWAT types uh, being brought in. And who knows what happened from there. But uh, last night, then, I saw a whole bunch of things going on uh, where um, people in Canada were having uh, uh, nasty, or not nasty, but they were having... uh, Mute your speaker in the background there, Robert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. they were having uh, some protests in Canada. Hundreds and hundreds of people were hitting the streets. I'm not sure if it was about that church or if it was just about the lockdowns in general. But uh, Canadians or the Canucks are getting their uh, gonads or panties in a twist. And I think we need to do the same thing down here. Uh, the more people stand up and say no, the more the government's going to sit back and say, well, maybe we shouldn't be doing this after all. So anyway, Robert, what's up? Down at the church, did you say, Jim? Say that again. That fence they put around at that church, they took it down. You say the the church members did. They tore it down. Good, because they were going to have services and they weren't going to be stopped. And they just tore it down. So then the Canadian government sent in a couple hundred SWAT types, and I don't, I didn't hear what happened since then. But um, it's getting interesting up there. The Canadians are finally they're getting to the point where they're just sick of this crap. And I wish uh, we'd yep. see a little more of that down here. But uh, anyway, that's just a little of what's going on. <laughs> and um, apparently the server is functioning it. now, so that's a good thing. Roger mm-hmm. was not able to do his show this morning because he couldn't get on the server. We weren't sure what was going on. Um, uh, a lot of times, in my case, it's a setting that just, you know, but changes itself. It's but is the, it's an acronym for the software we use to connect to the server. It stands for broadcast using this tool, B-U-T-T, and it has a mind of its own. And every once in a while, I know it'll, it'll do it to me. It'll change some settings and I won't be able to, my signal doesn't go to where it's supposed to go. And uh, I, there, uh, Roger and a bunch of guys were on Jitsi this morning, so I, went in there and told him, I said, you know, check into that and see if it might be the issue. But um, at this point, uh, he was not able to do his show. He just took the day off and figured, well, you know, we'll see if it works tomorrow. <laughs> so I don't know if it was something that, um, you know, was uh, uh, wrong and they fixed it because when I tried to listen to Roger's show, it was just dead air. And be, right before mine, there was some music playing. So I don't know if maybe there was an issue and they fixed it and then put some music in to fill the gap or what was going on. Hopefully he'll be able to get back on tomorrow because uh, that's an important show and it really needs to be there for people to be a part of. <clears throat> so anyway, but we are functioning, we are broadcasting and, uh, uh, Robert, have you got anything uh, specific that you wanted to chat about or anything? No, I'll let you do the news. I know you got a stack there. But before we get to that, is John calling in today? Um, I'm not sure. He sent me a text saying he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to make it or not because he had a meeting that he needed to do, and he wasn't sure how long it was going to last. I basically told him not okay. to worry, so I'm assuming he's going to take the day off. Um 
at this okay. point. Um, but he may, you know, I don't know. He may call in, but I haven't heard anything since I sent him that response. Uh, so we'll just uh, have to, and that was an hour ago. So we'll just have to see what, what happens. Uh, he may, uh, may make it. It may, he might be late. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. We'll adjust accordingly. Yes, we will. We'll just yeah. do it on the fly. And yeah. We'll Improvise, adapt and overcome. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Like, like a good Marine. Hoorah. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you so, bet. so anyway, that's what that is. You know, John may or may not be here. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not planning on it at this point. We'll just, uh, have, have a nice surprise if he does make it. But, uh, mm-hmm. um, I just figured I'd, there's enough stuff out there to chat about that one way or another we'll, we'll survive. I'm there is at, that. I was looking at a thing called the Rosenau experiment, which was a thing they did. That's what they did back in, uh, during the Spanish flu, 1918, 1919. And I was going to go over that a little bit and contrast it with, uh, you know, what's going on here. Basically, that flu, they it did not fit, you know, Cox postulates, which basically, in order to be a true disease, per se, you know, under, under his postulates, you have to be able to find it in one person, put it into another person and and have them develop the same basic symptomology that the first person did in order for it to truly comply and be a bug that is, you know, nasty, <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. And that's, mm-hmm. that's you know, very simply uh, paraphrasing what po- Cox Postulates does but uh, or is all about. But the thing is, is they found out that they could not duplicate the disease by taking the snot and the pus and all the other things that they came across with people that were sick and animals that were sick and trying to give them to other people and animals that were not symptomatic. So basically it makes you wonder what actually caused it since it's not something that you can spread by injecting the goo from one sick person into a healthy person and have them develop the same symptoms. And that's one of the things that brought out the concern about the electromagnetic radiation because back then, that's when, uh, you know, uh, radio was first getting started. The old Marconi, it's just, you know, um, back in the late 19 or the early 1900s, that's when you had uh, the fireside chats and stuff. Like, of course, that was a few a decade or two later with uh, uh, FDR, but um, they were first developing radio. You know, they had the, they called it the Marconi system, which is at the early point, you know, 1912, when um, the uh, Titanic went down. Back then, they had wireless, uh, it was mostly uh, uh, telegraph type stuff, Uh, but it was Morse code where, you know, you had a radio room in in the ship that would send out a wireless signal, but it was all done in Morse code, which covers, you know, carries much easier and farther than regular voice does. They didn't have voice yet at that point, but they were developing it in the, you know, 1918 to 1920 area. Um, And that was when you first started having radio. And of course those were, you know, radio waves that were showing up. And it seems as though every time there's been a major, uh, so-called pandemic, it corresponded to yet another um, rolling out of a new kind of electromagnetic frequency. And that's the kind of stuff that we were, you know, we're kind of considering here. 
as possibly what started the uh, 1918 pandemic. The other thing was that the uh, military was coming home and all those guys were getting vaccinated. And they came home and then spread out through the country to their, you know, their hometowns and spread the disease, you know, spread the stuff from the vaccines that they were getting injected with. So that's another possibility. You know, every time you get injected with something, you become a spreader of whatever it is you got injected with. Uh, The same thing we've seen with measles, where uh, the situation at uh, Disney World or Disneyland or whatever it was where they had the measles outbreak, turns out it was from somebody who's recently vaccinated and spread it to other people. And uh, same thing with uh, the colleges that had the mumps brought breaks, you know, same thing. Kids got shots. They went to school and started spreading. Um, Polio, you know, we're seeing um, all over the world, especially in the third world, where the World Health Organization goes in and gives polio vaccines to these kids. The next thing you know, you have a polio outbreak. And it's the... um, it's not the wild form, but it's what was in the vaccines. So, you know, just one more reason, avoid vaccines, you know, or at least do your homework. One of many yeah. reasons. <laughs> yeah. Do your homework. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, I've been over the weekend, I've been looking at things and talking, you know, people talking about getting this COVID vaccine and all the other goofy stuff. Um, oh, yeah. I was watching a, um, I found another uh, YouTube channel where a couple are sailing around the world kind of stuff. You know, he's American. She's from France originally, but they're flying under the Swedish flag because that's where they met. And they both obtained Swedish citizenship because they were living there for like 10 or 12 years. But uh, they were talking about the situation with, uh, you know, how hard, it is, you know, the differences in being able they call it cruising, um, you know, before you could basically just, you know, pick a destination and go. Now you have to, you know, look at everything as far as, um, you know, are the, is that place we want to go locked down? Can we get out of the place we're in? You know, all the different things that's going on because of this COVID hoax. And one of the things that was mentioned is the lady said something about, you know, they're looking forward to getting the vaccine. And I just had to put about a, you know, couple hundred word paragraph in the comments on that thing. I hope they catch it. But I try. I did everything I could to talk them out of getting the vaccine. At least do your research. You know, realize that the people are dying all over the place uh, yes. from taking these things. So just trying to warn them. You know, so many people are still because you know that's how they were brought up and that's how they've been programmed over the years. They're all everybody's looking forward to the vaccine. They think they're going to get back to normal because they believe all the lies and propaganda that's coming from the governments. And I said it ain't going to happen. Nope. Yeah. And, nope. uh, you know, the last thing you want is to do this because all the latest information we have, you know, the, it was Judy Mikovits and Sherry Tenpenny agreed with her that uh, a minimum of 50 million Americans are going to die from the vaccines, not from the disease, but from the vaccine. And mm-hmm. I think that's a very conservative estimation. You know, right now they're saying about 40 percent of Americans don't want to take the thing and about the same in the military. Of course, the military is really getting hammered because anyone who doesn't take it is basically ostracized. You can't go to the PX. You can't do this. You can't do that. You got to, it's, it's almost like, you know, the biblical times where you're unclean, unclean, stay away from me. I'm dirty, you know, all that kind of crap. And, um, it's a shame because 
as with all the advances made in the military, one of the worst things still is the the idiocy of the medical community. And what really is disgusting, and I can't stress this enough, is the allopathic medical community who ought to know better and probably do know better and are pushing this for whatever reasons. They either are absolute morons or they're a part of the <laughs> criminal fraud that's taking place. And it just disgusts me. And the same thing with hospitals. You know, you, you would think that the the medical community is as smart as they allege themselves to be, <laughs> and legends in their own mind, as it were. Um, you would think that they would be standing up saying, this is all baloney. There's no reason for this. We're not making people wear face diapers every time they come into our places and all this other stuff. But no, they're doing just the opposite. They're the epicenter of of asininity <laughs> or stupidity, however you want to look at it. You know, they are actually causing most of the problems instead of being the solution. And if someone who can, you know, just a retired cop, if I can sit there and look at this stuff and figure out what's going on and most other people can, why is it that these allegedly brilliant, learned, <laughs> experienced medical professionals can't figure it out? Because they're wrapped around the axle of their training, like I say every day. You know, when it comes to face diapers, the ones pushing it more than any are the medical community. Because they have been indoctrinated their entire careers with wearing face diapers. And no one ever did any research when they first started to say, hey, should we do this or should we not? Some idiot just decided, hey, it'd be a great idea to wear a face diaper. And it caught on. Before long, it became the standard, the norm, and nobody questioned it. It was just what you did. It's because we've always done it. And that brings back a story where we had uh, a lady <clears throat> is uh, in the kitchen making a, a Christmas ham, and the husband comes in and is watching her, and before she puts the ham in the pan, she cuts the end off of it and puts it in there. And he says, why did you do that? I don't know. That's just the way we've always done it. Let me ask my mom. Mom, how come we always cut the end off the ham before we put it in the pan? I don't know. That's the way we've always done it. Let me ask Grandma. Hey, Grandma, <laughs> how come we always cut the end off the ham before we put it in the pan? Well, back then, I didn't have a pan that was long enough, and the ham wouldn't fit unless I cut the end off of it. <laughs> you know, that's the kind of mentality that, you know, you did something to adjust way back when, and all of a sudden, everybody and his brother is doing it, and they have no clue as to why. And if you talk to most medical professionals, so-called, and say, why do you wear face masks? How is it that they, how do they, what's, what's the function that protects you? How, what do they do that protects you? And what it all comes down to is, it's a feeling. I feel better wearing this. That's what it boils down to. You know, and again, I go back to the studies that have been done where they, you know, did had surgery teams and they did a series of surgeries and the, the same teams were doing both sets. But in one series, they were doing wearing face masks and the other series, they were not wearing face masks. And lo and behold, the, the, the group that did not wear face masks had fewer infections than the group mm. than when they did when they wore the face masks. 
That should tell you something. There's no reason to wear those things virtually ever. The only thing they do is maybe stop some of the big droplets if you sneeze or something. Um, that's the only reason behind it. And even then, when that happens, you immediately take it off, you clean the area around it, and you put a clean, sterile one back on. You mm-hmm. don't just keep going. And that's the thing. You know, I, I drive around and I see all these people with, they're either wearing the face mask, you know, all constantly, or they've got them hanging from the uh, uh, rear view mirror in their car. The other day I walked around and saw somebody have one stuck in their pocket. It was hanging half in, half out. Um, and that just tells me, these people haven't got a clue, and they're, they're hurting themselves, and they are willingly doing it. Mm-hmm. They're, they're playing Russian roulette willingly, and it's like, what is what are you thinking? And then they look at me funny if I don't have one on. <laughs> they're not thinking. You know, it, they're, they're not thinking because they can't. That's, and I, get, I always go back to the public fool system and fluoridated water. Yep. 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 It's the same thing. You're drinking that crap. It's causing you to be docile. That's why people don't get upset and go out and march in the streets because we're just mellow. <laughs> and and they're taught not to think but to react. And they react emotionally. You know, that's what you know, if there's a reaction out of somebody, it's how come you're not wearing a mask? You're you're not you're not that. uh, that's the reaction you get. They're ready to fight if you don't have a mask on. Yeah. And uh, that reminds me. Let me see if... Oh, there it is. Good. Um, I'm going to play this little clip. This is a clip from uh, the... Um, oh, shoot. Uh, Seinfeld show. If I... if Oh, well, maybe I don't have the thing there. Gosh darn it. It only covered the picture. Crap. <laughs> and I don't know if I can find the original one. Well, I can tell you it was big Kramer is marching uh, in, with this bunch of people um, who were, I think they were wearing or marching against cancer. And they were all wearing little red ribbons. And Kramer doesn't have one on, but he's marching with them. And they, one guy looks over and says, uh, hey, how come you're not wearing a ribbon? Oh, I don't wear ribbons. What's the matter? Aren't you against cancer? Well, yeah, I'm against cancer. I'm marching, aren't I? Well, how come you're not wearing a ribbon? He's wearing a ribbon. I'm wearing a ribbon. Why aren't you wearing a ribbon? And then he yells up to this guy who's obviously leading the march. And this dude, Hispanic dude, comes back. Hey, why don't you wear a ribbon? He's wearing a ribbon. I'm wearing a ribbon. You're wearing a ribbon. And this is America. I don't have to wear anything I don't want to wear. And the guy's, well, it looks like we're going to have to teach this guy a lesson about wearing a ribbon. <laughs> and he climb, tries to climb up a... Uh, uh, one of those ladders on the wall for, you know, the fire escape kind of thing. And the whole crowd grabs him and pulls him down. The last thing you see is Kramer with his little hand in the air going, oh, no. <laughs> and you just substitute, you know, mask for ribbon. And uh, mm-hmm. that's what you get. You know, it, it's funny as all get out, but it really told the whole story. And I oh, wish the heck I had it been did. able to forward that properly. Well, that makes me mad. Oh, crap. That's one of the problems with Telegram. <laughs> If you don't do it exactly right, you only you don't get what you're supposed to get. But uh, oh well. And uh, the other thing is, I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to do the Telegram, you know, the radio show on Telegram. I haven't been able to figure out whether or not I can make the electronic connections to make everything go where it needs to go. Mm. But uh, anyway, 
know, it's mm-hmm. just the the insanity of the of what's going on right now. And you know, thank goodness, like I said, up in Canada, they're all ticked off and they're having you know re- you know marches all over the place. May first, there's supposed to be a big day worldwide. I guess everybody's supposed to get out and march. Um, I don't know what day that is. Well, there's my calendar. <laughs> do, 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 do. May 1st is a Saturday. That's cool. Mm. So, yeah, May there's day. supposed to be marches all over the place. Burn your burn your face diaper kind of thing and all that. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But, uh, yeah, the medical community is really disgusting. It just, it drives me crazy when I sit there and, you know, you try and go to a hospital. You know, my pastor tried to go visit one of our members who's been stuck in there for weeks and weeks and weeks. And just trying to get into the place to go visit somebody. He wasn't there for COVID. He was there for hip replacement and went bad. Imagine that. He ended up with an infection. Where do you think he got the infection? In the hospital. (laughs) Had a hip replacement, got infected. They had to take it out, put in a new prosthesis that was oh no treated with special antibiotics. And when he got that, then he blew up like a blimp because he had an allergic reaction to the antibiotics. He looked like he had third-degree blister and burns over his whole body. And mm. so they took everything out and finally got him back to semi-normal, but he still got the infection in his bone. And until they get that out, he can't get his, you know regular uh, the new replacement put in so he can get back to life so he's just sort of stuck in the hospital he's been there for three months or something like that he had a long time so he yeah. didn't have a knee joint then what's that he doesn't have a knee joint no it's a hip then does he yeah he's got oh, the hip. hip he didn't have a hip joint then, does he well they've got something in there currently but i don't know you know the thing is is if it's not the right one <laughs> and he's, he's got a bad off. infection in the bones and stuff, trying yeah. to get around and do what he needs to do and all that kind of stuff is royal pain. So he's kind of, I think he's pretty much bedridden for the most part. Wow. Which would be nasty for that length of time. Uh, just really bad. <clears throat> and hence, I'm you know, that's why I always recommend using the nutritional aspect <laughs> Mm-hmm. Keeping what God gave you, because every time man thinks he can outdo God, guess what? He usually doesn't. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. No, no. You know, God will make sure that you don't get one, get one up on him. You know, all you got to do is think about it and say, boop, blink an eye. Okay, <laughs> instant infection. <laughs> oh, man, I'll tell you what. But, uh, yeah, he tried to get in there, and, you know, this goofy little old lady that was sitting at the front desk, you know, you know, wouldn't let him, wouldn't answer questions right. Would you know, you can't go up there without a face mask and all this other garbage. And it's just good grief. And this morning on uh, Roger's show, I was, I was on Jitsi with him for a little bit. And one of them was talking about how um, his uh, medical exemption, I guess he, he doesn't carry anything. He just says, I've got a medical exemption and people won't listen to him or whatnot. And that's one of the reasons I wear the little card. For some reason, the same people that are, you know, will go off on you if you just say something. If you have something, a little card that looks semi-official, it makes all the difference in the world because they're such mental midgets. They can't realize that it doesn't make any difference whether you say it or whether you have a card that says it. It is, you know, and, uh, but that's just the way they are. And, 
you know, I didn't get a chance to talk to him more, but some one of the guys, I think it was uh, Chris brought up uh, Peggy Hall and uh, the healthyamerican.org. Mm-hmm. And she has literally done lots of good stuff. Uh, they've yeah. got the medical exemption stuff, of, you know, similar to the cards I've got on my website for download. Um, they also have religious exemption, which is nice because it's covered under state and federal um, civil rights law. You know, most most states and the federal government have laws that specifically prohibit any business of public accommodation, which is like Costco, any grocery store, you know, hotels, bars, any of those things. Mm-hmm. If they are, they are they're classified as a place of public accommodation. If they're basically open to the public, and it's not a private membership, which Costco is not. Anybody can have a Costco membership. You just pay for it, and you're in. So that doesn't, they're open to the public. And actually people apparently can go into Costco and buy stuff even without a membership, which, you know, kind of surprised me. But the thing is, is they are places of public accommodation. And as such, they're prohibited by law from discriminating against anyone uh, on account of race, religion, uh, you know, the whole shooting match. So, Mm -hmm. and there's some pretty substantial, I think I added up coming like $37,000 that, um, it's kind of a pain to go through, but you, uh, if you carry the paperwork with you, you can serve the people right then and there, and it's the individual who's stopping you. It's not the store. It's the little Nazi at the front door that won't let you in, and you basically put them on notice. I said, here's the deal. You know, federal law says you can't discriminate, and store policy does not trump federal law, period. You cannot discriminate. You cannot stop me from coming in. This place is open to everybody else. It's open to me, too. Just because I'm not wearing a face diaper because I have a medical exemption or a religious exemption, it's none of your business. I don't have to have this thing on. It's just like if, you know, imagine if a Somali woman, you know, the ones that usually are all dressed up, you know, head to toe, the only thing, they have a little slit for their eyes and their cell phone, you know, um, if they walked in and said, no, you can't come in until you take that thing off your head. We've got to be able to see who you are. Imagine what would happen. Of course, you wouldn't be able to understand it because they'd be screaming in some kind of weird language. But, you know, ultimately, they'd get their way. But for some reason, Christians, <laughs> you know, we just bend over and take it. Well, and, Jim, what do you think would have happened if you'd played that card with the guy at Mark's? You know, that's that's an interesting thing. And, you know, you may not, you still may not get in. You know, none of this stuff is a get-out-of-jail-free card. So, it's, well, technically it is, but it's not a get-into-the-store-free card. You know, yeah. it basically, what it does is it puts them on notice, and they cannot charge you. They can try to charge you with trespass, but you'll end up, you know, if you, follow, if you go follow through with it, you'll break it off in their backsides because it's not trespass. What it all boils down to is... You're being thrown out because you won't wear a face diaper, which is discrimination. So basically, if you follow through, if you do what you're supposed to do, and she's got the whole process outlined on her site. She's got the paperwork that you basically it's set up for California, so you have to modify it for wherever you are. But um, if you do that and you follow through, just go through the, it's a cookbook process. You do step one, step two, step three, step four. You're going to break it off in them. And yeah. that's, that's the key. You know, it's not something, you know, the trouble is, is most people just want to go along to get along. They just want to, I just want to go grocery shopping, you know, 
Uh, and uh, the fact that I have to do all this stuff, potentially go to court and do all kinds of things just to do it because somebody's an idiot, you know, it's so much easier just to say, well, screw you. I'll go somewhere else. It will let me in and you'll never see my money again. That's the other mm-hmm. option. And of course, those places are so big, they could care less when you do that. So obviously, if, if, if we take the point of resistance, the path of re- least resistance, and just go somewhere else, you know, granted, it's easier. But is it going to be, is it going to have the effect we want? But if we start doing this and filing the paperwork and taking people to court, uh, you know, I got to think somewhere out there, there's some attorneys willing to file some of these suits on a pro bono kind of a setup, or at least a, you know, we only get paid if we win kind of a thing. Um, well, you've got your guy up in Ohio that's suing the state, don't you? Yeah, we've got a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm not going to the, uh, they've got a, they're, they're having these fundraisers every month, but the, uh, the one on the, I think it's the 17th, it's this coming Friday or Saturday or something. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's like a dance kind of thing. And I didn't really want to go to that, but, uh, I'm hoping the one in May will just be as like a sit down dinner kind of thing again. But I want to see if I can go and hook up with this guy and say, hey, would you be willing to take some, you know, the trouble is, is he's always already got his hands full with the case against the state. You know, mm-hmm. we almost basically what we need to do is say, do you know of someone else who's good who would be willing to take a case like this? I would love to go after Costco or Marks um, just for the fun of it. Yeah. And, yeah. and break it off in them. Because especially Costco, they started out, they were doing it right, where basically they were following federal law. They were you know, making it so that if you had an exemption, no problem. But a lot of their Nazis at the doors were still giving people grief about it. You just had to stick, stand your ground. But when they came out and flat out said nobody gets in and went not full, full 100% Nazi, just like Menards, um, mm-hmm. you know, those are the ones that would be fun to go after. And... Uh, Basically, it's just a matter of setting them up. You go in there with like a body cam and um, you get somebody, uh, little people at the door that won't let you in. You say, okay, I'm filling out your, you know, because most of them have name tags on. And if not, you get them to identify themselves or at the very least, you do the best you you can to identify them, which if you've got a camera running, you can get an image of them. Um, Mm -hmm. Then basically you've got documentation that you can use. And then you just file the paperwork. They get notified. Um, then, you know, like I said, I haven't, I can't remember the whole process. I've read it over once, but um, she's got it all lined out on her website. And uh, basically it's a, you, you go through, you know, you put them on notice and you, you before, you know, you can actually, uh, you start out with, you have, they have printed forms that basically they can read that shows exactly and tells what the law is says you know lets them know that what they're doing is is a violation of federal and state civil rights law and then if they persist if they don't let you in then you give them a notification you know saying at this date and this time i was denied equal access uh in violation of my rights and um they they get a copy if you don't do it and you know it's, it's kind of a car, you know doing a carbon copy but you just take a picture of it uh, for your own records, but they get the hard copy. You give it to them, and then from that point, you start the paperwork with the courts. And uh, because of the way it's done, it's once you walk into court, the case is already made. 
and it's just a matter of getting the judge to issue a ruling. And like I said, the, the fines can be pretty steep and they go to the, from what I understand, they go to you. <laughs> You're the one that was violated. They got to pay you. And it could be like $37,000 when you add them all up. <laughs> That's so, a nice chunk of change. Yeah. It'd be a nice way to make some money while this is over with. <laughs> real, yeah. real COVID stimulus check. <laughs> yeah, that would be. But, you know, the key thing is that's the kind of thing that um, probably would not be covered. I bet you anything it would not be covered in any of the lamestream media. Menards was just sued or got, you know, had to pay somebody $37,000 for not letting them in without a face diaper. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you it would not be covered in the mainstream media. But I'll tell you what, when word gets out in the, uh, the netherworld, <laughs> in the ether world, and you start covering it and say, yeah, this is what happened. I got this money. Pretty much, you're going to have a lot of other people that are getting very adventurous at that point. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's just the level of stupidity in this in this country, this world right now, is just off the charts. And all I can hope for, it's, it's, I, I still believe Trump's coming back. I think he's going to be back in 2021. And uh, when he does, hopefully this stuff will be shut down. And we'll get back to a level of sanity. Um, and the thing is, is the whole world is waiting on us. Because if we if we get it, then everybody else is going to get it. If we don't get it, if we screw up and allow Biden and company to continue doing it, then the rest of the world is screwed too. You know, mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a sad, sad I, situation. Yeah. Maybe we should take notes from the Canadians. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I love the Canucks, man. I have, you know, I love Canada. It's a beautiful country, great people, mm-hmm. as always. You know, the people, are, no matter where you go, every place I've been in the world, you know, when I went to Ukraine, uh, um, Mexico, uh, all over the place, the people are wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it's all people that are just trying to live their lives and be left alone. Yep. And the problem you run into, you know, Mexico, you got two problems. You got a corrupt government and the cartels. But mm-hmm. uh, they really stand out. But, you know, Ukraine, you know what? they lied to you like crazy, but they were nice people. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was always the governments that were the problem. Yeah, that's yeah. usually the problem. Yeah, if, if we could reach a point of basic, uh, you know, it's technically called anarchy when there, there's no government, but it's, you know, anarchy without the, um, the craziness. You know, basically, if people were just, you know, it would be more like utopia, <laughs> where every, there's nobody hassling you, nobody coming along to collect taxes, and you're just doing your thing, being happy, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, wouldn't that be sweet? You know, yeah, well, that's what we had before Eve ate the apple, you know, <laughs> and Adam. <laughs> yeah. But they screwed us over. Blame it on Adam and Eve. Yeah, one of these days, you know, but until then, yeah. It was a thing, you know, of course, the uh, the Indians, uh, they have their thing, you know, back before white man showed up, you know, women did all the cooking and the cleaning and all that stuff. All we did was hunt and fish all day. <laughs> man messed it up with white, white man really messed it up. <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. But the thing is, is, we just need to make sure that we're educating ourselves and being able to, if and when the opportunity presents itself, 
to explain to some of these, you know, brain dead, spoon fed people why we do what we do. And it's not, you know, that the science is behind what we're doing and what they are doing is anti-science and anti-health and anti-human. You know, the thing is, is though it's really sad is these people have no clue what they're doing to themselves. And more importantly, they have no clue what they're doing to their children. These people running around with us, you know, uh, kids wearing face diapers and getting kicked off airplanes because, you know, the child, you know, when you've got a kid that's like two years old that you cannot get to keep a face mask on, there's a reason they do that because they know it's not natural. They know it's wrong and they know it's uncomfortable and they know they can't breathe. So they're not going to, they're just, you know, that's the beauty of kids. They don't have those filters that adults develop over time to do stupid things because the government wants them to, (laughs) you know, Mm-hmm. Um, you can't take, teach a, you know, an 18 month old kid. Yeah. You got to do this. This is the way this, cause the government said so screw the government. I ain't wearing this thing. It's bad for me. I can't breathe, you know? And well, uh, you sent me that, or on telegram, sent that picture of that family out of Oregon. Yeah. I was just going to mention that <laughs> they got picked out of a bunch of places. The but unmasked they family. <laughs> they were masked and they took their kids out of school. Yeah. You know, and that's what everybody ought to be doing. You know, I, yes. I, I applaud yes. those folks. Yes. Um, where is it? I'm, I'm just scrolling through here, trying to find it here real quick. I posted too much crap. There it is. We are the, uh, we're from Oregon. We are the un or the maskless family. We've been 86 from, and, 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 and kicked out of multiple stores. Registers turned off on us. Cops called. We will not be intimidated. We pulled our kids from school, not going to play this game. Pure evil. Great looking family too. mom, mm-hmm. dad, and five kids. Uh, mm-hmm. looks like, um, looks like three boys and one, maybe two girls. Um, the youngest one's hard to tell whether it's a boy or a girl, but, um, <laughs> kids in the shopping cart and they're in a store somewhere without wearing masks. And I got to hand yep. it to them. You know, that's, that's great when, and that's the thing where both parents are on the same sheet of music that yes. makes it so much better. Because when you have one that's you know goes along with the stupidity and the other one that's trying to stand up for the rights, that's a, that makes it a really tough deal, especially for the kids because they don't know which way to go. Because mom does it one way, dad does it the other. Well, what do we do? <laughs> Who's right? But um, these folks are all on the same page of music, and good for them. Pulled their kids out of school. The smarter thing would never put them in in the first place. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know. And the thing is, is we've got to have more and more and more people doing that because if just a handful does it, eventually they're going to get cracked down on. They're going to have their children taken away and, you know, force vaccinated and all the other crap that goes along with it. And, and that's the thing until the majority stands up and says, no, we ain't doing this anymore. You know, that's what it's got to take. We cannot sit there and wait for government and their benevolence just to turn around and say well you know we were we made a mistake or it's gone long enough but we're going to give you everything back no it don't work that way when government takes power they never give it back you have to take it back yeah or better yet never let them have it in the first place Mm -hmm. now when this whole thing started when they said we need to you know lock down for 14 days to flatten the curve we should have said screw you we ain't locking nothing down and we'll flatten you you know (laughs) That's what should have happened. And mm-hmm. because it didn't, yes. and it, it would have been over at that point had it, had people done that. 
if people would stood would have stood up on their own hind legs like many did you know i did i didn't lock down one bit i didn't stop doing anything i kept doing exactly the same stuff i never wear a face diaper and I was, no you ain't doing that you know the the constitution i don't see anything in there that says anything that says void in an event of pandemic i don't think so you know and the mm-hmm. people just got to stand up and say no and if more had done that we'd have been in much better shape than we are now and unfortunately you know it's and that's the the history of everything you know if you look back in the u.s virtually the history of every country it's always a minority that stands up it's always the majority that sits there to wait and see what happens because they're too scared they're afraid oh i'll get in trouble oh gee you know and that's a sad thing, because if you're so scared of getting in trouble, you might as well, just like, you know, like Sam Adams, I think it was, said, you know, uh, go away from us, you know, crouch down and lick the hands that feed you. You know, may your chains rest lightly upon you and may posterity forget you, that you are a countryman, because they're, they're worthless. You know, people that aren't willing to stand up for something, you fall for anything. And I would agree. That's exactly what's going on. Real shame. <laughs> anyway, let me read a little bit of this uh, uh, Rosno experiment. Perhaps the most interesting epidemiological studies conducted during the 1918-1919 pandemic were the human experiments conducted by the Public Health Service and the U.S. Navy under the supervision of Milton Rosano on Gallup's Island and the quarantine station in Boston Harbor and an angel and on Angel Island, its counterpart in San Francisco. The experiment began with 100 volunteers from the Navy who had no history of influenza. Rosenau was the first to report on the experiments conducted on Gallup's Island in November and December 1918. His first volunteers received first one strain and then several strains of uh, Pfeiffer bacillus by spray and swab into their noses and throats and then into their eyes. Oh, wonderful. When that procedure failed to produce disease... Others were inoculated with mixtures of other organisms isolated from the throats and noses of influenza patients. Next, some volunteers received injections of blood from influenza patients. Finally, 13 of the volunteers were taken into an influenza ward and exposed to 10 influenza patients each. Each volunteer was to shake hands with each patient, to talk with him in close range, and to permit him to cough directly into his face. (laughs) None of the volunteers in these experiments developed influenza. Rosenau was clearly puzzled, and he cautioned against drawing conclusions from negative results. Uh, he ended his article in the Journal of American Medical Association with a telling acknowledgement. We entered the outbreak with a notion that we knew the cause of the disease, and we're quite sure we knew how it was transmitted from person to person. Perhaps we have learned, if we've learned anything... It is that we are not quite as sure what we know about the disease. So that just gives you just just a quick, you know, and it goes on as a very long article. But uh, the fact that they were able to do all of that stuff and not produce illness, that's basically, and those were what we would call symptomatic transmissions. Now, the big buzz in the COVID deal, and this is something that's never been brought up before, it was something they brought up just because people are that stupid now, is the idea (laughs) of asymptomatic transmission. 
you can have it, you can spread it, but you even without being sick yourself, mm-hmm. which doesn't happen. You know, they did 10 million people in Wuhan and none of them did it. And all the other studies done basically, you know, the best is that, you know, asymptomatic uh, transmission happens very little or not at all. And that's more likely. Yeah. But even Fauci, you know, flip-flop Fauci, um, said that asymptomatic uh, uh, transmission is never or has never been the driver of a uh, pandemic. Which means even if it happens, it's so little that it's not what's causing the big problems. And the thing is, is what we're seeing, you know, like when the thing first started, you had the people who were stuck on cruise ships. And people would be in the same stateroom together for, you know, a couple of weeks before they finally get out. One person gets sick and the other one doesn't. Now, there's no way if this was a, you know, something that spread through casual contact or even close contact that that both of them wouldn't have been sick. You're in there breathing the same air and all that stuff in those rooms. Uh, You're going to get it. But no, it doesn't. And again, that goes back down to the. Uh, the terrain theory versus the germ theory. Uh, germ theory being basically that if you if you get exposed to the germ, you're going to get sick, as opposed to the terrain theory that says we're constantly exposed with millions and millions and millions of pathogens, any one of which can make you sick if your body is not in a condition to fight it. And the terrain theory says if you maintain a, a strong, healthy immune system, you're going to be exposed to all those germs, and it's not going to bother you which is what I subscribe to for the most part. Um, and I've been living proof of it. I've been around people that are sick all the time and don't get it. Um, you know, and I haven't had the flu in over 50 years. But, um, you know, it's just those things that you, nobody knows for sure exactly what's going on because we really don't know what's causing it. It could very well be, again, radio frequency. And again, the, what happens there is if your body is not kept as as good as as strong as it can, and the only way to do that is to give it what it needs itself that the, it was designed with, which is nutrition. You give it the nutrition it needs, and the cells have what they need to stay healthy. If you don't do that, then the cells don't have what they need to stay healthy, and you can get sick when someone standing right next to you exposed to the same stuff will not get sick. Because their cells are healthier. That's a strong terrain. It's just a question of what stimulus is there to make you sick. Whether it's a pathogen, a germ of some sort, a bacteria or whatnot. Or is it the electromagnetic crap that's affecting the function of the cells? And there's a lot to say that that's the case. You know, virtually every time we've rolled out something new, we've ended up with some kind of, you know, health problem. Of course, the the governments and whatnot, well, that was the swine flu, and that was the bird flu, and that was the flu flu. You know, you know who knows? <laughs> but, you know, just go back and look at all the other things that were going on, and 5G is the big thing right now. You know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but... The thing is, and the beauty of it is, is the way they've used it against everybody is the fact that it's un- you can't see it. So we have an invisible enemy that can get in anywhere. You must be on your guard. And of course, we have to listen to the experts. Now remember, an X is a has-been and a spurt is a drip under pressure. Uh, that 
pretty much covers Fauci, <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, I, I prefer common sense, uh, and looking at things from a rational standpoint and seeing what makes sense and what doesn't. And, you know, when I plug in that, then Fauci goes out the window because that sucker hasn't said anything that makes sense. The only thing it makes sense for is to make him rich. And but, it has done that. Yeah, and the fact that he's, you know, in cahoots with Gates and Moderna, you know, anybody who has skin in the game stands to make money. I mean, he was the big pusher of uh, Rem, Resver, uh, Rem uh, what's it called? Um, oh, shoot. Remdesivir. I was, I was confusing it with resveratrol, which is a... Uh, a compound that comes from grape skins and stuff like that. It's great for your heart and blood and whatnot. Remdesivir is a so-called antiviral that he's been pushing since the AIDS stuff started up. And it didn't work for that, and it doesn't really work for much of anything, but it costs a lot of money, and guess where the money goes? Right into his little greedy pocket. So, (laughs) And at the same time, he's also in cahoots with Moderna on the vaccine, and... That's that little sucker's just doing everything to just run people right into his scam where he can get rich. And anybody that listens to that little turd is just, you know, there's no, you know, there's no, no sense in it at all. But, you know, it's one of those things where people have to apparently have to learn on their own. That's unfortunately, that's the way most people learn. You can't learn from the mistakes of others. You got to make the mistake, mistake yourself. And that's why vaccines are still out there. You know, if people learn from the mistakes of, of others, they would see all oh, these kids that got uh, vaccines and then shortly thereafter developed autism. I don't care whether the uh, the medical community who makes money, you know, pushing this stuff, why would we listen to them as to, you know, determining what caused the problem? Oh, well, it can't be the vaccines because if it was the vaccines, we'd have to stop giving them and we'd stop getting all this money. So it can't be vaccines. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, why should we listen to them? But, uh, you know, people have given up common sense and the ability to rationally think through things, you know, and see that, okay, Junior was fine. He was progressing just great. Uh, At 2 o'clock in the afternoon, he got this uh, MMR vaccine, and by 5 o'clock he was in his own little world never to come out again. Uh, Okay, what was the one variable in the equation? The vaccine. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's what you have to look at. You know, that's anybody who's ever done anything in science. You always learn that when you're doing a conducting an experiment, you only you can have as many uh, knowns as you want, but you can only have one variable. And if everything else had been the same, they were eating the same foods, nothing else was different. The only thing that was different was he got the shot, and that's what that's when everything changed then that's a pretty good show or, you know, shows pretty well that that's what caused the problem. Same thing, you know, with uh, the stupid uh, COVID things. All these people that are, you know, going about their lives, everything was going well, you know, you know, doctor in Florida, 56 years old, apparently healthy or symptom-free at least, um, everything was looking good. Okay, then he gets the shot. And a day or two later, he's dead. Hmm. Yep. Seems to me that the one variable in that equation was the shot. Was the shot. Yeah. And, and especially when you add in the fact that this didn't happen just once, 
but it's happened almost 3,000 times now in the U.S. and almost uh, six or 7,000 times in the EU where people are getting these things and keeling over dead. And for no apparent reason, they were doing, they're humming along just fine. And all of a sudden, bloop, got the shot, they're dead. Uh, well, there's no way that it could possibly be the vaccine, <laughs> says the people making money from it and who have been granted immunity so that, you know, I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, sure, it was a vaccine, but you can't touch us because we got immunity. <laughs> Go ahead, everybody else get it, you know. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. But these people, I sure hope I can get the vaccine soon. I said, why? You got a death wish? <laughs> you know? Oh, um, man. It's, it's, it's out there, so pretty much anyone can get it. Yeah. And that's a, another thing, James. Why do you think they're giving it away? They're not charging anybody. Well, because the government already paid billions and billions of dollars. Mm. You know, that's the main thing. And the fact that if they had, if if people, you know, it's hard enough, look at it right now. They're giving it away and only half the people want it. If it was, if you had to pay 15, 20, $100, whatever, you'd have even fewer people getting it. Number one, fewer Mm. people could afford to get it. And number Mm. two, if they got to pay out of their own pocket, I ain't taking that thing, (laughs) you know? Although there are the, there are some that if you put a price tag on it would get it just because they have they put more value on it if you got to pay for it, but yeah. the numbers of the people that just wouldn't buy it, you know, would be more than that. So you know they're giving it away to try and get as many people stuck with it as possible. Mm-hmm. And we've had what you know, a couple hundred, you know, at least a hundred million, uh, going on one hundred and fifty million, and with those numbers what we're seeing is a 30% death rate from taking the vaccine. If 150 million get it, and Judy Mikovits is saying 50 million are going to die from it, one in three, that's like playing Russian roulette with a six-chamber revolver with three chambers loaded. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good, yeah. good analogy. Yeah. You know, and what, and the, what it all boils down to, I keep, I keep going back to this, is why on earth would anybody take something that dangerous for a illness that has a 99.9 plus percent survival rate. Yeah. You know, there is absolutely, absolutely no reason for this. And that's the thing. That's why they had to, you know, count every death in the country as a COVID death in order to get the numbers so high that people were scared into taking the vaccines. And now the vaccine passports, which are the next thing. And that's, I think, what it was really all about from the get-go was basically that's the control you can you know the one big thing um william blackstone uh roger mentioned this on his show a couple of weeks ago william blackstone boiled down the idea of liberty and freedom to one word locomotion the ability to move from point a to point b uninhibited and that's what Mm -hmm. you know that's that's true freedom and liberty and that's what they're trying to shut down with these vaccine passports. And um, I just uh, realized that I ran out of time. <laughs> yeah, it's 11 o'clock. Yeah, well, so uh, anyway, there's the music. Um, Got to have that there so I can have a complete show and I can just edit things down. But, Robert, thanks for being here. And everybody else, I appreciate being there, even though you can't hear me now. <laughs> Take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. And we will be back tomorrow with more of this insanity. <laughs> Take care and God bless.